Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. I'm John Alois and I'm joined by Sean Degenhart. All things Disney. And John Rundling Schaefer. With Sean Degenhart. Yes, it is. We are with Sean Degenhart, and I'm with John Rudling Schaefer as well. Wherever you are, I hope you're enjoying the show. He hates following me because he doesn't know where to go with <laughs> he it. Does. I hope he you're enjoying no the show with family members and friends, and you can share the show on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, and you can also like and subscribe to our show, whatever platform you're listening to us on as well, and you can also... Send us an email at podcast at com. We're going to talk about Indiana Jones pretty soon, but first let's kick things off with our Disney views and throw it over to John. Yeah, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Um, D23 actually hosted a trip, not a full-on expedition per se, but a trip to Marceline, Missouri. And for several hundred dollars, you could ride the bus into town and be welcomed by the mayor. And they've posted on the D23 website a, a lot of neat photos uh, not only at the hometown museum, but the local kids who go to Walt Disney Elementary presenting little drawings and things like that. And then Minnie and Mickey decided to make an appearance for the event as well, which I think was very cool. And, and the event culminated with a trip to the Disney family farm. And why wouldn't it, right? And a lot of history talking about the butter on the bottom of the bread as mom would give that to them because dad wanted to try to sell the butter. Um, and a little bit of the history of the family. Uh, not endearing of Mr. Disney there a little bit. But the point is you got a chance to spend the evening on the farm. And to end the evening, D23 members were given a special memento to remember the trip, a preserved piece of Walt's Dreaming Tree to take home. Hmm. So uh, it was a sounded like it was a pretty expensive event but well worth it um and a long day in the missouri sun uh, but at least a lot of good memories created there they all signed a beam that was going to be raised into that barn um that signified that event so all in all it looked like it was a good time marceline is a magical place and we had a great time when my wife and i stayed there and we actually stayed in the uh, theater which is a bed and breakfast now above the theater and above the original Main Street USA. And we were there on Disneyland's birthday too. So it was really cool. We've had a former creative director of the Walt Disney Hometown Museum and Marceline, in Marceline, uh, Peter Whitehead on episode 21, way back in October of 2020. But we talked a little bit about our trip on that episode and we also uh, discussed how cool Marceline is. I have not been there. I, yeah. We need to take a trip. I can't believe we have it. It's f about four hours from where we live, and we just have to make it happen. Do you want to sit with him in a car for four hours? <laughs> Listening to Indiana Jones blasting. Okay, you know what? As long as we get the music going. You're in charge yeah. of the, okay. the tunes. Uh, all right, deal. Can he sit in the back? <laughs> yes. I'm not driving. All right, all right. That's fine. I can drive. We'll just put up the glass. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Actually, think I, I drive a truck. About? We'll just put him in the back. This is there you go. fun I make it? Talk to my family. Oh, yeah, we yeah, will. We have. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll just back you right up. All right. Please take him. <laughs> How long are you going to be gone? Week? Month? Here's some spending money. <laughs> yeah, he gets tired about 3 p.m. <laughs> Let him out. Give him a little done? sugar. Are you done? Oh, oh. Ooh, that was... <laughs> that was glad this isn't a video show. 
Oh, my goodness. On to our main topic. Last week, we talked about Indiana Jones, and we covered Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And now we're talking about the third movie in the franchise, which was released five years after the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was released on May 24th, 1989. We're about to complete a great quest. The Holy Grail, Dr. Jones. This is it. Look, the shield is the second marker. We found it. Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. But for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Dad? Junior? Don't call me that, please. Follow me! I know the way! Ah! A race across three continents. And in this sort of race, there's no silver medal for finishing second. Hang on, Dad! We're going in! Into the homeland of the enemy. Nazis. I hate these guys. Our situation has not improved. It is search for the Holy Grail. How dare you kiss me? Are you crazy? Don't go between them! Go between them! Are you crazy? Where's my father? In the belly of that steel beast. Dad! Junior! You call this archaeology? The quest for the Grail is not archaeology. It's a race against evil. Germany has declared war on the Jones boys. Those people are trying to kill us. I know, Dad! It's a new experience for me. Happens to me all the time. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Have the adventure of your life. Keeping up with the Joneses. Once again, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Harrison Ford. Allison Duty is the female protagonist villain. Spoiler alert, Julian Glover plays the main villain working with the Nazis. But we cannot neglect to mention Harrison's co-star in the movie playing his father, James Bond himself, Sean Connery, Henry Jones Sr. This time, Indy is going after the Holy Grail, the cup of Jesus Christ, The wonderful moments in this film are when Harrison and Sean are playing off of each other comedically. They're fantastic. There was a lot of criticism following the Temple of Doom that it was too dark, so George Lucas and Steven Spielberg both wanted to make a more lighthearted film. We find out that Indy and his father were estranged, and it seems to be a common theme with some of Steven Spielberg's movies. The other famous one uh, that has that theme is E.T., Indy and his father learn about uh, each other uh, throughout the course of the story, and the camera does a great job picking up the moments where one or the other realize how lucky they are to still have each other. Sean Connery is just brilliant. Some of his facial expressions and kind of the bumbling, you know, kind of Indy looking at what he's going to be in another, you know, 25, 30 years. It's just fantastic. Sean was 12 years older than Harrison Ford, by the way. Unbelievable. I know. Part of that probably is the facial hair, you know. um, I think part of it is that Sean Connery was doing James Bond movies in the early 1960s, and Harrison didn't break out in the Hollywood scene until the mid-1970s. So um, 
Yeah, they're not that far apart, but they do a great job as father and son. A brief synopsis on the film, Henry Jones Sr. happens to be a Holy Grail expert. It is his passion. He's been searching for it for most of his life. The film opens with young Indiana Jones, brilliantly played by River Phoenix, essentially going on Indy's first adventure to try to recover valuable crucifix from the 1500s. This is where we establish Indy's adventurous spirit and also see a tough relationship forming between him and his father. A few decades later, Henry is hired by a man trying to find the Holy Grail. Henry is double-crossed by the villain Walter Donovan working for the Nazis. He wants to find the Grail to drink from it and have eternal life on earth. Elsa Schneider is the love interest for Indy, and she switches sides a couple of times throughout the movie. And I should say that John Reese davies who plays Salah Delam Elliott, also plays uh, Marcus Brody Returns from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Brody and Henry Sr., that's a fun dynamic, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, they do come that on, two old Brits? That's just yeah. fantastic. They find the Holy Grail, but they cannot remove it from the Canyon of the Crescent Moon. It is the ultimate resting place. Indy uses the Grail to save his father after he had been shot, and Indiana Jones, Sala... Man, spoiler alert. Marcus and Henry Jones all ride off on horseback into the sunset. <laughs> kind of. Brody <laughs> yeah. on horseback is perhaps my favorite. Follow me! Yeah. I know the way! <laughs> <laughs> before, we, before they do, we find out Indiana was named after the dog. But he loved the dog and loves the name. You have favorite lines you'd favorite like to share? Favorite lines, yes. I, one of mine is that, called the dog, Indiana. <laughs> but my favorite line in the whole movie <laughs> is... <laughs> you are named after the dog? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well. No, my favorite line in the whole movie is, she talks in her sleep. <laughs> and then the, the double look, back. the exchange. Yes. It's yes. fantastic. Oh, it is so brilliant. And Sean Cottery with that kind of mischievous <laughs> look back at him. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Every time a child or myself will make a poor decision, I will say to myself, he chose poorly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no poorly. one gets that reference in my house but me. He chose poorly. poorly. <laughs> uh, the, the, the booby traps at the end of the movie. Um, oh, fantastic. The mm -hmm. penitent man, the uh, Jehovah starts with an I, you know. Um, and then the the leap the leap of faith. Nobody can break that jump. <laughs> it's so great. He looks so frustrated. Um, yeah, everything about it. Uh, again, we get uh, some nice. I think it's claymation. I I, I don't know how they age uh, the the villain at the end when he drinks from the wrong cup. But um, okay, side side question here. And if you Who's don't side, you're right. Or you're yeah, where are you I'm going? You're pointing both. to both of us. So the Holy Grail, the cup of Christ. Now, is this the cup that Jesus used during the Last, Last Supper? Supper yes. Or is it the cup that Joseph of Arimathea caught the blood of Christ when he was on the cross? Are those two separate? Oh. I've always understood the Holy Grail to be the one that was on the table at the Last Supper. Right. Okay. And it looks... Like the cup of a carpenter, exactly. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Yes, <laughs> turned so, on a nice lathe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just didn't know. I love how they can't cross the seal. Um, so sad to watch Elsa. The, the, the the wave goodbye 
when the the old dude, what's his name, in the beard? When oh, the, 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 the knight? Te- yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was he a knight Templar? Knight Templar. Right, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, how great is it? How great is it? The 900 m- or some years old, yeah. The music, the music comes down and all the sound effects come down when uh, Henry Jones Sr. is trying to get Indy not to reach for the grail anymore and mm-hmm. not to fall into the same trap that Elsa did. And he, for I the first time it, ever, calls him indiana it's so perfect i love this movie i know i i i, I got goosebumps. you gave yourself when, when, when he when he when he gives the cup to his dad to drink do you see the gold inside glow a little bit i don't see it glow i, I think it's more along the lines is of it a reflection but of but i just wear. okay but i just in my mind you know you pour it on the wound that's one thing but to get him to drink and to see what looks and maybe it's my own hallucination but i i think there's a lot of symbolism oh, sure, in, in sure. the son giving the father the drink of life oh, to bring yeah. him back. I yeah. think there's just so much. This is the one, this is my favorite, and this is the one I've seen a zillion more times than the other two combined. I cannot put it above Raiders. Um, I think Raiders is just more of a perfect movie. I love the humor in this movie, but I do think sometimes it's a little bit campy. Oh, it's hokey at yeah. times, but I, I it's, it's on my wish list to go to Petra. Yeah, and and of course I'll be the idiot trying to jump. Oh, you know, there's so many great lines. No ticket, you know, and they all reach. Um, (laughs) Ooh, when that zeppelin turns around, yeah, shadow, shadow. oh, Oh, so great, so great. Um, Now, yeah, as to the hokey part, that rock completely disables a huge tank. Seems uh, buying off the only buying off the shake with a couple of Rolls Royces. (laughs) All right, let's calm it down there. Yeah. You left just as you were getting interesting. Mm. Um, when they go back to Berlin and he hands Hitler the book. Yeah. And he, with the autograph. Oh, it's funny. But but that's just the part I like about it. No, I, I do get, love it. Don't get me wrong. The, the second one was so dark. This was a nice change it was. for me. It was I, great, I loved it. Great memory. I saw the second one with my mom. I saw the third one with my dad, you know, along with Raiders. So I, I have memories of being in the theater watching these movies. I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Like I said, I just have Raiders just slightly above. Uh, but but it's wonderful. The tank scene, the belly of the steel beast, uh, it, wonderful dialogue. Marcus got lost in his own museum. I mean, it's just perfect. It really is in so many ways. Oh, I love the music. Yes. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds, I can't think of a better word, but it sounds religious to me. And it doesn't sound like something you hear in church. There's a reverence okay, to it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yes. It ended so wonderfully. And it was supposed to be the final movie, but it wasn't, as we Should know. Should have been. Ah, <coughs> I disagree. I disagree. All right. Legend says that a crystal skull was stolen from a mythical lost city in the Amazon, supposedly built out of solid gold, guarded by the living dead. Whoever returns the skull to the city temple will be given control over its power. You will help us find it. A simple yes will do. We will do this old-fashioned way. Put your hands down, will you? You're embarrassing us. Touch anything. 
Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, released on May 22nd, 2008. And to date, it is the most successful film, according to the box office, in the franchise. Really? Oh, yeah. $700 million in 2008. Were people just craving an indie movie? Absolutely. That's all it was. Absolutely. And then they went. (laughs) (laughs) The Last Crusade takes uh, place in 1938. This one takes place 19 years later in 1957. A lot has happened, as you would imagine. Some of the backstory we find out. Indy worked for the Office of Strategic Services during World War II. And by the end of his military career, he had attained the rank of colonel, along with obtaining many, many medals. The OSS, the precursor of the CIA. Hmm. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, CIA agents are in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, this time, the villains are the Russians during the Cold War, and the MacGuffin is a crystal skull, supposedly from around ancient Maya time. The skull eventually leads them to the mythical underground city of Akator. The lead villain is Arena Spalko, played very well by Kate. Blanchett. She believes the skull is alien and wants to return it to Akator in hopes of gaining alien knowledge, which she could use to manipulate Russia's enemies. It turns out aliens were here in ancient times and taught humans how to farm, how to irrigate, and other futuristic skills. She does place the skull back where it belongs, and the aliens in the chamber come back to life and grant her her wish of sharing all of their knowledge with her, but it's too much and it kills her. The interdimensional flying saucer then fires up and takes off. So the Is 19- there a shark in there somewhere? That the can- 1950s was famous for flying saucers and, and uh, science fiction, and so that's what they were going for in this one. Karen Allen, uh, who played Marion, returns, and she's not alone, Shia LaBeouf, plays Mutt Williams, and we end up learning that Mutt is actually Henry Williams, named after his father, Indiana Jones. I give this one a three on the three out of five. I'm not going to go below because it's still Indiana Jones for me. <laughs> so I know you you both aren't fans. I've seen it once, and I think that was enough. Just yeah, no good. interest. I'm I've good. seen, like I said, I've seen Raiders uh, into the hundreds. I've seen Temple of Doom and Last Crusade probably about 50 to 60 times. I have seen this movie three times. So that tells you. Yeah. I want to love it. I really do. Um, you know, it's still John Williams' music. Mm-hmm. It's still Harrison Ford. Uh, I love the return of Marion, learning about this amazing folklore and legendary stories. It inspires me to learn more about what, these ancient aliens may have been. Well, again, it goes back to what I was talking about, that there, if there's some historical baseline or pretext that you can kind of follow along to help on the storyline, yeah, the sky's the limit on where you can go with it. But I don't know. I, I just, it, it got a little, and I say this knowing that I just said the one that's a little hokey is my favorite. Um, I, I don't know. It just seemed like we got to cram all this in here and, and we got to find it. He's got to have a son now. I, I don't know. It just, you know it seemed forced at and times. By the way, they end with um, Marion and Indy getting married and it looks like Mutt Williams is about to put the hat on and Indy grabs it from him and the, the Indy theme plays. But what throws it out of the realm, uh, the upper realm of the other movies for me is the CG. There's so much CG work in this film, and yeah. it really starts to take me out of it. 
Fair point. It just does. It looks. It doesn't look cartoony, but the lighting doesn't quite look perfect, and there's little elements that that just don't add up in my brain. Fair that's, enough. That's why I don't like it. I don't mind the story. I really don't. I, I, I'm I'm going to watch it more and more. That's why I don't like it. Oh, okay. You don't like what? No, that's what, what you, you just, just said. said. Oh, did I? Yeah. yeah. Oh shoot. Well, we'll leave it in there because oh maybe yes, that's, trust uh, me, it's staying in there. And slip. Um, yeah. Maybe I was going to say. Nope. That's why I don't like it as much <laughs> so as Sean, the others. So, uh, Sean, let's move on. <laughs> and now it's time for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And as of this recording, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I miss the desert. I miss the sea. And I miss waking up every morning. Wondering what wonderful adventure the new day will bring to us. Those days have come and gone. Perhaps. Perhaps not. I don't believe in magic. But a few times in my life, I've seen things. Things I can't explain. I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. It's how hard you believe James Mangold is directing, first director besides Steven Spielberg to do it. I can tell you this much. I haven't seen it yet, but I will love it. I know I will love it. I will sit there and I will uh, listen to the music and I will watch Harrison Ford wear that brown fedora and brown jacket. And um, I'll think about loved ones too. And, and that's of one of the reasons why I love these these films. I mean, we have that connection with other generations and uh, I'll watch it with my family, so it'll continue. There's a neat um, clippings from the premiere in Hollywood where, you know, all the you know, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and Harrison Ford and Kathleen Kennedy were all out there, and then they introduced John Williams, and the curtain came up, and there he is in front of a full orchestra and played the theme, and yeah. it was incredible. Yeah, amazing. I, I can't say enough about it. We missed so many little touches about these films. I don't even know if we mentioned that he's afraid of snakes and why he's afraid of snakes and, and how it pops up in every movie. Um, and the whip crack when he's young that gives him the little scar that yes, Harrison in, has. in Last Crusade. Uh, the Ark makes an appearance in three out of the four movies. Um, so there's a lot of callbacks between all of them. These films mean a lot to me, and, and I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to us talk about them. Until next week, please follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Hub Hyperion. Email us at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. And wherever you're listening to us, please like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Till next week, have a great one, everybody. We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub. Thank you.